Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. That's right. It's a show by golfers, for golfers. It's Tea to Green, the golf show. Welcome to another special home edition of Tea to Green. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is off today. The five-star Broadmoor Resort here in Colorado Springs. Colorado remains closed, but that is not stopping us from talking golf from home. Golf is the first sport to come out of coronavirus hibernation. Golf courses have now reopened in all 50 states. That's encouraging, but it's far from business as usual in the golf industry. Golf course operators and golfers are having to play by a different set of rules and safety protocols, and now it's up to both owners and players to keep golf open. It's up to all of us. One of the major reasons golf has been able to reopen is the great work by the National Golf Foundation. The NGF put together a set of social distancing rules the NGF is tracking course openings, they're tracking golf business, and golfers' attitudes, that and a whole lot more. And today, Joe Bettitz, the president and CEO of the National Golf Foundation, will join us right here on Tee to Green. Later in the hour, a segment out of the Tee to Green archives from Mr. Golf Ball, Dean Snell with Snell Golf. Dean was with us a couple of years ago, 25 years ago. He was the guy that invented the Pro V1 by Titleist that revolutionized the golf ball industry, and he has some great thoughts on the science behind the modern golf ball. We'll hear from Dean Snell later in the hour today on Peter Green on a weekend where live golf also returns. We'll talk about that. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It's America's longest-running network radio golf show, Tita Green, now on Sirius XM Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, and the Sirius XM app. We are teeing it up from home with Joe Bennett of the National Golf Foundation next 
right here on TD Green. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Talking golf, 52 weeks a year and loving it. It is what we do here at Tee to Green each and every Sunday. Thank you for making us part of your sports weekend. I'm Jay Ritchie doing another home edition of Tee to Green today at the Broadmoor Resort here in Colorado Springs. Our longtime home of Tee to Green remains closed. Latest word is June the 28th is when the Broadmoor will be reopening to overnight guests, reopening their bars and all the other hotel services and amenities. and uh, That's uh, what we are looking at for our return to the Broadmoor. We're looking so looking forward to that. I'm Jay Ritchie. My co-host, Jerry Evans, off today. Jerry also had some uh, 
uh, cataract surgery this past week, so we're wishing him a speedy recovery as he, like a lot of folks, staying home these days for reasons uh, other than the coronavirus, but hopefully Jerry is doing well. He'll be able to see those long, long drives of his a lot better when uh, he gets uh, back to playing golf after the eye surgery. Golf is returning. Golf courses are now allowed to be open in some 50 states. That doesn't mean it's back to business as usual. We're going to talk about that right now with our next guest, who is the president and the CEO of the National Golf Foundation. The NGF is a community of individuals and golf businesses committed to being the most well-informed advocates for the growth of the industry. With the world's largest research team dedicated to golf, the NGF provides its members and golfers with the most accurate and objective insights to the game, helping golf businesses better understand their market and helping them grow. The NGF is the only association for everyone in golf advocating for growth by educating and connecting its members. It's been a while since we had Joe Bettitz on the show, but we welcome Dr. Joe Bettitz back to Tee to Green right now. Hi, Joe. How you doing? Jay, good morning. I'm doing great, and I hope that you are as well. Hanging in there, as everyone else is these days. Uh, I mentioned golf courses allowed to be open in all 50 states, but this week uh, you guys put out a memo from the NGF saying that doesn't mean it's back to business as usual. Could you could you explain? Sure, Jay. You know, when uh, permissions uh, started coming in over the last few weeks, you know, the governor's releasing, uh, you know, golf courses from their prohibition. You know, it really, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's more of a yellow light than a green light. Um, you know, we're expecting golfers, and it's expected that golfers will maintain, you know, their safe social distancing, won't congregate, you know, before or after the round, and will follow the precautions that have been established by their golf courses that they, where, they, where they play. And so the vast majority will do that, and that will be a good thing. But in the case where they're not doing that, uh, that creates a problem for the other golfers and, of course, for the, for the community at large. Yeah. Now, is that, uh, now rules and, and protocols vary from state to state. And as you mentioned in the, in the memo you put out from county to county, so is that, is that making it a little harder for golfers to observe all those rules and protocols? Yeah, I think it's hard on golf course, you know, operators and and golf professionals as well as yes, and golfers too. You just uh, have to pay attention to what the protocols are at the golf course that you're, you know, that you're playing. Tee time intervals have been changed. Some of the operational stru- instructions are different. Some courses don't want you to show up, you know, more than thirty minutes or forty minutes before your tee time, etc. So just have to be more more thoughtful and conscious of. Of the, of the rules right now as golf continues to lead the way for other participation sports, you know, to come back online. And, and we have an opportunity to set a great example. Joe Bennett's with us from the National Golf Foundation. Joe, take us back to, oh, a, a couple of months, maybe two and a half months ago, when, when everything, not only in golf but in the world, started to change and, and the realization uh, happened that uh, hey, we need to we need to step up here. What and as the as the the NGF as I mentioned, uh, dedicated to 
being the most well-informed advocates for the growth and safety of the industry. What was going through the minds of, the, of, of you and the folks there at the NGF when all of this started happening? Well, Jay, like everyone else, uh, you know, it came upon us you know, pretty, pretty suddenly over a period of about a week. You know, we saw, you know, the federal government and both our and our state governments, you know, begin to really step up as as the seriousness of this pandemic, uh, you know, really got everybody's attention. And so we, like everyone else, you know, sent our, you know, had established safety protocols at the office, and um, you know, eventually, actually, not too long after that, you know, had our staff uh, leave the office and work from home, which they've been doing for, you know, the last, I think we're in our eighth week now of having them work at home. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it uh, surprised us with the speed, you know, at which this, this thing came, came across the country. And of course, we were living in one of the so-called hotspots down in Southeast Florida. So we are taking it particularly serious down here. Despite this, the surprise and the speed at which it struck, uh, there was a point not too long after where, I don't know, it, it just sort of dawned on people that, hey, as bad as this is for everything else, we might still be able to play golf. Do, do you remember thinking that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there were advocates, you know, including us from the start, that if, if, if the proper procedures were followed, that golf is almost an ideal, you know, outdoor activity for people to engage in. You know, it lends itself to to social distancing being played on, you know, 150 acres with, you know, maybe only 100 people spread out across that. If less than far less than that, in many cases, spread out across that that hundred acres. So, and golf courses immediately stepped up and started removing bunker rakes and you know, uh, guiding golfers to leave the flag in and covering up ball washers and, you know, hard surfaces that other people might have touched. So, yeah, we saw it as a, as a possibility. And, you know, you might be surprised that almost half of the golf courses never closed. They were not required to, nor did they. So when we started measuring right at the very beginning in our first national poll of golf courses, and we we repeat this poll every week, and we have repeated it every week now for, for our going into our eighth week. We call a random sample of golf courses across the country. We found that about half, 48%, were still open for play, even if they were with restrictions like one person per cart, you know, 12 to 15-minute tee time intervals, etc. When When courses did start, to reopen, uh, and and you advocated for that. Did you? Was there any? Did you get any pushback? You mean from non the non golfing public? Is that yeah, and from the public, or maybe from some of the some of the government entities? We didn't personally get that get that pushback at NGF, but you probably read about it like I did in 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 various places where you know people were opposed to anything, and and you know there was the. The thought did cross our minds that the optics of this for golf might not be favorable, given that nine out of pe- ten people do not play golf, to think that the golfers you know, were being granted this privilege that nine out of ten people weren't create, could create some, some issues for, for golf, although I don't think that that happened. Yeah. So where do we stand right now? I mentioned all 50 states are allowing 
golf, but you mentioned it's more of a yellow light than a green light. Do you have, do you have some updated numbers? No, it's still right about 95% by this, by this week will have permission to open, and, or will be open, I should say. And almost, just, there's just a few percent that are still under some restrictions not to open, and that will lift within the next, you know, within the next you know, few weeks. You mentioned the Broadmoor at the top of the show. Is the golf course remained? Did they choose to keep the golf course closed now, or is the golf course allowing some limited play? I think it's limited play to members, Broadmoor members only. Right. So this is the case in many places. So um, where it's member, where it's still members only, et cetera. So this, of course, will hold down the number of rounds played that you know that we that we can experience nationally. Although I'll tell you that. A lot of anecdotal reports are coming in that where people are allowed to play, even even with longer tee times, etc., the tee times are booked solid for days and days in advance, and the golf courses are are very busy. So it's going to be interesting to see what the rounds played figures look like, you know, in uh, in May and in May and June, and whether or not, in fact, we can we can catch up on some of that lost activity that. That happened in March and April. Dr. Joe Bennett is with us. He's the president and CEO of the National Golf Foundation. Joe's going to join us in our second segment after we take a quick break here. Joe, in the second segment, I want to ask you a little bit about golf retail. And then uh, I know you've been polling golfers, and we'll talk about golfer consumer anxiety. In our next segment with Joe Bennett, president and CEO of the National Golf Foundation, golf returning this weekend on tv we'll talk about that too as t to green continues a special home edition we'll be right back if you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work then listen carefully take this number down 800-593-7491 that's 800-593-7491 When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim 
him your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Golfers listen because we speak their language every Sunday right here on Tee to Green, the golf show, along with Scott Cuddy and Master Control. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is off today, and we're talking golf today with Joe Bettitz, president and CEO of the National Golf Foundation. As golf courses are allowed to open in all 50 states, but the NGS says that doesn't mean it's back to business as usual. Operational rules and safety protocols vary from state to state. And uh, the NGF early on came up with a with a list of of recommendations that I think we've all been following and adhering to over the past uh, uh, six to eight weeks or so. Among those, of course, the, the ability to reserve your tea time and pay for rounds online or by phone, adhering to all safe social distancing guidelines before, during, and after play, uh, no touching the flag stick or the flag stick or the cup. Uh, don't linger at the facility after your round is over. Go home. And one of the most important th- things that I thought you ca- guys came out with early, Joe, was reminding golfers being able to play golf during this crisis is both an opportunity and a responsibility. And, and, and there's you can go to the NGF website to get more on that. Or if you've been playing golf, you know that uh, at all of the golf courses and facilities around the country, those things are are being followed. Those recommendations are being followed for the most part, and uh, are, they're also listed uh, on the golf course golf course websites as well. So Joe Bettis with his president and CEO of the National Golf Foundation. Joe, I want I, I mentioned in the last segment. I want to mention besides talking about ninety five or so percent of golf courses being open at least for some level of play. Uh, golf retail has not come back to that extent. How's it doing, according to what you've you've found out? Well, Jay, golf retail is is following golf, um, you know, golf course operations, and they are coming back online now. The major national retailers are are gearing up and are open, are reopening stores now. So that would be the Golf Galaxies, the PGA Tour Superstores, 
you know, Edwin Watts, etc. They're coming back online. They're about, oh, I think about 50% right now. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but it's on the website. And uh, also the golf course pro shops themselves. We find that of the golf courses that are operating, a little better than half of them now are open. You know, their pro shops are open so merchandise sales can happen. Again, they are limiting the amount of traffic uh, that are that is allowed in these in these retail channels. So, I think that the that the retail will you'll see creeping back now and and will be closer to normal availability in a couple of weeks as we as we get into June. Also, I know you've been tracking golfers themselves and golf consumer anxiety, both emotional and financial, what are you seeing in those areas? Well, I think, like you might be seeing, you know, amongst friends and family, those anxiety levels are coming down. You know, the thought of, you know, the the fear or the anxiety about their health and about the health of those that they, they know that they care about. And at the same time, you know, anxiety about, you know, their financial well-being and their job is, is coming down a little bit is lowering as well. And so this correlates with, you know, their itch to get out and, and play golf and resume, you know, step-by-step step, a little bit of the normalcy back in their lives. But, you know, as someone as someone said, you have to learn to uh, walk before you run. And so I think people are, and golfers in general and people in general are, are learning, are learning to, to walk again. And in golf, it might be walking before we ride <laughs> right now. <laughs> You're right. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So, are uh, what are your what's your stance regarding riding and, go- and use of golf carts? Well, I think golf carts are part of the you know the fabric of golf in America. You know, not so much in certain other parts of the world, but in America, it certainly allows carts allow you know uh, our older populations who you know have bad backs and bad knees, et cetera, to enjoy the game and get out and, and get some exercise. I mean, I'm you know, think that that carts are absolutely fantastic. At this, on the same, you know, or at the same time, I think that walking and golf, uh, you know, go together like bees and carrots. Yeah, and too. so they don't have to be, I think, completely uh, opposed to each other. In fact, you know, what I like to do is, you know, if I go out and play with my wife, is I like to walk about half of the holes and ride about half of the holes, and so we can alternate, not maybe every single hole, but we alternate so that we both get some exercise and and, and yet we have the cart there if we need to, to take a load off. Joe Bettitz, the President and CEO of the National Golf Foundation. Joe, I'm going to cut you loose here in a little bit, but I wanted to circle back to uh, a couple of points we made earlier about the fact that uh, golf has now been given a yellow light to reopen, and it's up to golf course operators and golfers to keep it open. I've talked to a couple of friends of mine, not here in Colorado, but from out of state, who work at golf courses, and I was discouraged to hear that they said in a lot in their at those golf courses, not a lot of people are, are following all of the recommendations and social distancing, and uh, that that's something that 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 I know concerns me, and I'm sure it's got to concern you too. Well, let me. Let me touch on the consequences of that kind of, of behavior, Jay. We have reports, and I can point to examples. There was a course in Florida just last week 
where there was flagrant violations of the safety protocols. The sheriff's department showed up and uh, closed that closed that facility, and and that facility will remain closed for 45 additional days as kind of a punitive measure. And I heard the same reports at the same club where a couple of members were uh, were arrested uh, leaving the parking lot uh, for a DUI. And this isn't just a one isolated situation. This is happening, you know, in, in other places as well. It's as if golfers have to realize that the 90% of people who don't play golf are have the potential of being their own paparazzi. We have folks sending us pictures of inappropriate behavior and then forwarding those on to local authorities. So golfers aren't immune to this, and it's not just the public course golfers by any means. This is just as true at, at some of the private clubs. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, and it's up to us as golfers and golf course people in the golf course business, people who are golf course owners, to make sure that the courses are open and they stay open. I think that's the that's the the main point we we need to to hammer home right now. Joe, I know you're you're busy. We appreciate you taking uh, the little time to be with us today. Thanks for stepping up. Thanks for stepping up, uh, you and all the folks there at the NGF in this time and doing what you do for golf. And thanks for being here this morning. Well, thank you, Jay, and thanks for staying on the air and giving golfers encouragement through this tough period. And uh, thanks to the back room, Scott, back there, uh, making this go smooth for me this morning. Thank you, and uh, we'll remain in touch. Okay, Joe Bettis, the president CEO of the National Golf Foundation. You can go to the NGF website for more information. And also, as Joe mentioned, they're keeping track of all of these things. They're keeping track on the uh, golf course openings. Track on. They're doing surveys on uh, golf. Uh, what golfers think, and it's great information. And uh, um, it's at the NGF website, which is ngf.com backslash COVID-19, or just Google National Golf Foundation, and you can find it as well. Golf, of course, the first sport to come out of coronavirus hibernation. We've been saying that for a few weeks now. It's been given the go-ahead because it's considered a relatively safe activity when social distancing is maintained and other precautions are followed. But as Joe pointed out, make no mistake, what has been given can be taken away. So it's up to us, both golf course operators and golfers, to keep golf open. Bad behavior will get noticed and possibly recorded. You can't get away with anything anymore that now that everybody has a smartphone and can, can, uh, can film anything. As he talked about one course in Florida recently shut down by the local sheriff's department for flagrant safety violations. So when you get out there and play, make sure you follow, follow the rules. Reserve your tea time and pay for your round online or by phone. Uh, adhere to safe social distancing guidelines before, during, and after play. Uh, handle your own golf bag. Walking's recommended. Don't touch the flag or flag stick or cup. Uh, don't linger at the facility. When you're done, go home. And never forget, being able to play golf during this crisis is both an opportunity and 
of responsibility. Thanks to Joe Bettis for joining us today. Up next, we're going to reach back into the Tea to Green archives with the guy who created the Pro V1 golf ball. It's revolutionized the game. It's been like 25 years since he did that. Dean Snell from Snell Golf joins us next on Tea to Green. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912-800-403-5912-800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402. 877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. 
The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I'm going to talk to you about chipping and helping you get up and down a few more times from around the green. Three things necessary to be a good chipper, and it's all in the technique. One is, is you have to have your hands ahead of the ball. Make sure that you are leaning towards your target so your weight is on your left side if you're a right-handed golfer, right side if you're a left-handed golfer. Play the ball back in your stance back a little further than you think. The key is to have a significant bend in the shaft. There ought to be about a 45 degree angle between where your hands are held and the shaft running down to the ball. Make sure that you keep your weight on that left side and bump the ball with your back of your left hand towards the target. Do not break that down. Keep your Y. For more on getting the ball up and down, check out the website tdgreenradio.com or visit your local PGA professional. It's destination listening for dedicated golfers and your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. It is Tita Green. We talk golf each and every Sunday. Jerry Evans is off today. I'm Jay Ritchie. Scott Cuddy with, with us in Master Control. And we are home today, a special home edition of Tita Green. Me and my buddy, my little buddy Roscoe, my dog, uh, he, he uh, last week Roscoe barked a little bit at the end of the show. I don't know if he got on the air or not, but right now he's he's sleeping on the living room floor. I guess I guess we put him put him to sleep, Scott. Uh, anyway, uh, our next segment and our next guest is uh, a guy that we had on the on the show a couple of years ago. You know, in golf, the two main things are, of course, golf clubs and g- the golf ball. Now, everybody kind of knows a lot more about golf clubs than they know about the golf ball. And I don't know why that is, because they're, they're equally important, but most golfers, or at least a lot of the ones that, that I know, they can, they can talk about golf clubs and their own set of clubs, uh, and, you know, until they're blue in the face. But do you ask them about a golf ball, and usually it's, oh, whatever is in my bag or whatever I find on sale. <laughs> Uh, or whatever I find out on the golf course, too. Uh, golf balls have come a long way since the old gutta percha days, and one of the reasons they have is because of guys like Dean Snell. Dean uh, is a graduate of the University of Massachusetts Lowell. He got his degree in plastics engineering. He was also a pretty good hockey player, by the way. He went there on a hockey scholarship and played hockey at Lowell. He also played in the American Hockey League for the Hershey Bears. But before he got into the golf industry, he put that engineering degree to good use, spending time with B.F. Goodrich in its aerospace and defense division, where he worked on the F-14 and F-15 fighter jets. That's right. He left the aerospace industry and joined Titleist in the late 1980s and developed a number of patents, golf ball patents for the company, including the Pro-V and the Pro-V1. He spent seven years at Titleist, left there in 1996, and went to work for TaylorMade, 
where he was the vice president of golf ball research and development. When he first went to TaylorMade, TaylorMade had one golf ball patent and no one assigned to ball research and development. He was given freedom within the company. It grew to some 60 research and developers in the 10 years that he was there. During his time there, he designed a TaylorMade TP golf ball. Uh, he left TaylorMade in 2014 and began designing his own golf ball line under his new company called Snell Golf. And we had Dean Snell with us right about two years ago here on Tita Grant, and we started off with Dean Snell going back to his beginnings. The first project I ever worked on was a ball called Titleist Professional, and we kind of brought the whole cast urethane technology into golf, replacing the old Bellata covers. And, um, and it was fun. Very, very different from 1990 when I started in golf. We used to just test drivers and eight irons, and that's all we tested. And now today we're testing, you know, 30-odd chips, four iron shots into the wind, and pretty much the total tee to green performance. So, so the golf ball design has gotten, um, has gotten a lot different where the distance is maxed out we can't really do a whole lot with that but we can do a lot with all the performance you, you know you hit 14 drives around but you hit a lot of other shots that, that have performance that's needed and that's where the technology is really going today by the way thank you for the cast urethane it's been years since i split open a golf ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah the that's old bolada covers when you'd miss it, it uh, and you know it's it's interesting because when we first started with the bolada when you'd miss shots you would actually damage the cover, and you could see the cover damaged, but the urethane became so durable that the threads underneath, the threads would actually break, and now we couldn't tell, we couldn't know. So the solid technology that's out today, you know, that, that came out with Strata and Pro-V1, that technology that's there today, we don't have that problem. But, uh, but back then, the cover was too good at the time when we introduced it, where we couldn't tell if the threads were snapping underneath. Uh, things have gotten a lot better. Dean, as you've come forward with your golf ball design and that sort of thing is there a certain part that was the most difficult to learn about uh, or a certain thing that, that you enjoyed most be it uh, the different type of cores or the cover or dimple patterns walk us through yeah. that a little bit yeah that's a good question you know, it's um when i started the two-piece golf balls used to be true 90 and 100 compression they were they were a little bit firmer in feel and the Tor Bellata balls, even though they said 90 and 100 on them, they were really more in the 70, 70 to 75. Um, so then it completely flip-flopped. The, the two-piece golf balls went down into the 60 and 70 compression, and the Tor balls went up into the 90 and 100 compression. So working with players where it was all about distance before, they would like the soft feel of the Bellato golf balls. And then when we started to bring professional then Pro-V1 out, the feel got firmer. And they didn't really talk about feel anymore because they were seeing distance. So the distance chase was on. We kind of maxed that out, and now we're starting to bring feel back. But there's two big technologies that have really changed. One is the one is the core. In past designs, if you had a hundred compression core at a certain speed, and you lowered that to fifty compression, you lost a lot of speed. And today we have technologies that can make forty and fifty compression cores be just as fast as the old hundreds. And then the second technology is the cast urethane. To me, you know, it, it came out in 1995 on a, on a ball that we did called Tour Prestige and then Titleist Professional. Um, and it's been the staple for the tour. It's been the staple for tour balls. Its technology is really, really good because it allows you to 
cast it very thin. It's very durable, and now you can put a lot more performance into the ball by having this cover be thin. The final part that happens when you finish a golf ball design, the aerodynamics. So you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't do the aerodynamics or the dimples right, um, it could be the worst product in the world. So we do that last. So once we know the spin and the launch and the ball speed, then we, we design the aerodynamic pattern. That actually optimizes that for carry and roll with wind and no wind. Do you design for handicaps at all? I mean, if if you're a 12 or 15 or 20 or 25 handicap, should you be playing the same ball that the guys on tour play? <laughs> it's a you know the the performance of golf balls has been really pushed towards price. So so the tour golf balls can be very expensive. In all honesty, today a tour golf ball has the same spin rate with the driver as the two piece balls do. So that's something we've been able to design. And now when you think about uh, an 18 handicap player, if that player is, is playing and they miss 17 greens, so there's 17 par threes that they have to play, and where do you need the performance the most? It's from 100 yards and in. So when a lot of people choose low compression, very soft golf balls because they think you know they need to compress it more, that means the ball is also a low spin. And average golfers actually need spin when they get near the green. So a tour golf ball is actually very good for all players today. Um, I know cost is an issue, and a lot of people don't want to spend a lot of money um, thinking they're going to lose them. But if price wasn't part of the equation, um, I, I truly believe that the tour golf ball is, is the best golf ball for all kind of players because you play a lot of golf from 100 yards and in, and that's where you need the performance the most. Yeah. Dean Snell, Snell Golf with us. Dean, I throw my golf bag in the trunk of my car. It's a hot summer day. It can get over 100 degrees. Am I doing my golf balls any good heating them up like that? <laughs> you're not, and, and conversely, if you're in Wisconsin in the winter and it's 30, you're also not doing any good either. The golf ball performance is optimum between 70 and 90 degrees Fahrenheit. So if, if it is hot in, some, in Phoenix or some hot areas, the temperature in there can actually get well over 100, 120 degrees. I've actually had golf balls return back to me with the Serlin covers where the dimples are melted right off because they've been in a trunk. So, so if it gets too hot and the golf balls are, uh, are hot, they actually soften a little bit and they lose velocity and can add spin, which both mean short. And if it's cold in the 40 to 50 degree, it takes a long time to heat back up to warm up when it is 70 out. So they become stiffer and lose speed, which also means loss of distance. So ideally, keep them in your your house, you know, wherever you want to put them, in your locker, in your, in your pro shop, or something like that. But don't leave them in your um, in your car because if you go out at 40 degrees and you play early morning and you start to tee off, that golf ball will never get to the optimum performance. And and at 40 degrees, it's about a it's about a five mile per hour ball speed loss, which is about 10 to 12 yards. Smart man, Dean Snell, who went from working on fighter jets, the F-14 and the F-15, to designing patents for golf balls, the Pro-V, the Pro-V-1. Well, he was a Titleist back in the 90s and uh, earlier uh, in the 2000s. Dean Snell now with Snell Golf and some comments we heard from him when we had him on the show a couple of years ago. So remember, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay thirty to forty bucks for a dozen golf balls, don't leave them for goodness sakes. Don't leave them in your golf bag and stick them in the trunk of your car during the summertime when it's gonna be ninety, hundred degrees. Or as he mentioned, if you live in cooler climates in the winter time when it gets cold as well, you won't get the optimum performance out of them. And 
for you golfers who are maybe new to the game or younger golfers who've taken it up in the last uh, uh, 5, 10, 15 years or so, there was a time when the golf ball was uh, a lot different than the golf balls you are playing with now. And I, I sort of you know, joked when I asked him that question about uh, or when I said thank you for uh, coming up with the new urethane golf balls. It's been a long time since I put a smile in a golf ball. And a smile in a golf ball was created uh, back in the old days if you mishit the ball, especially using an iron, uh, three iron, four iron, five iron, six iron, if you if you hit the ball wrong, you could just pretty much slice it and put what looked like a smile on the golf ball. And of course, you had to take it out of play and not use it, and that could get a little expensive. Golf balls were a little cheaper back then, but you could go through a lot of golf balls uh, putting smiles in golf balls, or if you if you hit you know, a bad shot and it hit a rock or hit a tree, they, they got split open or they got scuffed up pretty bad. They still, from time to time, do that, but they're a lot more durable now than they were in the old days, thanks to guys like Dean Snell and thanks to them using more modern technology. Also, dimples, dimples on a golf ball are interesting, too. The size and the number of dimples on a golf ball has changed through the years to take advantage of aerodynamics and they go a lot further well golf on tv returns today we'll talk about that and the charity challenge the charity skins game that's going to take place in florida later today when we return with our final segment of t to green we'll be right back Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. 
Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800 709 everyone You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. It's the fastest hour in radio and the quickest hour in golf. It's T.D. Green. It's the Golf Show. I'm Jay Ritchie. I know a lot of golfers, a lot of golf fans going to be sitting down in front of the television later today, 2 o'clock Eastern time, for the first new live golf event in a while, first new live sporting event in a while for that matter, the TaylorMade Driving Relief. It's a $3 million charity skins match to raise money and awareness uh, for the American Nurses Foundation and the CDC Foundation, two organizations helping to lead relief efforts against COVID-19. The PGA Tour, NBC Sports, and Sky Sports teaming up to present TaylorMade Driving Relief. The competition will follow strict CDC social distancing guidelines, and it'll feature Rory McIlroy, the number one player in the world right now, and Dustin Johnson teaming up against two Oklahoma State alums, Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf, who was the 2019 NCAA national champion. And last year, as a rookie on the PGA Tour, Wolf was a, uh, a first-time winner. Uh, all four golfers will donate their time for the 18-hole two-man skins competition with McElroy and Johnson playing for the American Nurses Foundation and Fowler and Wolf playing for the CDC Foundation. Uh, of course, they're, as I said, they're donating their time. They're not getting paid. Additionally, Farmers Insurance has pledged a million dollars to back a birdie and eagle pool to benefit off their plate. That's their charitable organization for helping COVID-19 healthcare workers and those frontline shift employees impacted by the coronavirus. That's 2 o'clock today on NBC, the tailor-made driving relief. And then golf, the PGA Tour, coming back in about three and a half weeks, the week of right around June 11th, with its first tour event in quite a while. Hey, thanks to Joe Bettitz for joining us today from the National Golf Foundation. And uh, it was good hearing from Dean Snell as well out of the T to Green archives. 
For Scott Cuddy and Master Control, I'm Jay Ritchie. Thanks for joining us. Keep a safe distance and hit them long. Hit them straight. <laughs>